Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Bent with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you coming today. we got Liliana Tandon coming on. She's an actress out there, and she's definitely moving and shaking in the acting world. And we're excited to have her on. We're excited to talk a little bit about her story and talk about some things that she's been in and going to be in. Um, so, Liliana, are you here? And there you are. Oh, here. Now I'm unmuted. Hello. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> it's our pleasure to have you on. Don't you just love technology? That's the one thing about running a show. You just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Doing these all this press, you know, for Ring for Christmas and things during during this time. I mean, yeah, I've learned all about the Zoom interviews and the and the phone calls and the, you know having everything recorded. And yes, it's definitely yeah. been a learning experience. <laughs> now, as we get started here, I always like to start the show out the same way every, uh, this year because. And hopefully next year I won't have to do this anymore, but, you know, but as you know, we've been in a rough year this year with COVID and all that. And I always like to talk about that first, get the kind of big elephant out the room. So, so <laughs> how, has ele- how has COVID affected you through the acting industry, and what are you doing to maneuver through that? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a really difficult time, um, especially, yeah, as someone in the entertainment industry, because it's definitely not considered essential, you know, so it's, um, yeah. it's been closed, closed for a lot um, uh, of this time. I've been trying to keep busy by writing. Uh, I have a couple mm-hmm. more screenplays that I'm working on, um, some passion oh, wow. projects that I've been writing, so I'm uh, trying to stay busy in that way. I have had some audition, you know, I have been auditioning a little bit. It's, it's picked up mm-hmm. here and there uh, as things have been open, opening up a little bit. Um, so that's mm-hmm. been promising. So as you said, hopefully by next year, um, things were, will be opening up. It is sounding promising. Um, but yeah, just trying to stay positive. <laughs> um, I was supposed to get married this summer um but my fiance and I unfortunately we we had to move it obviously um Mm. we moved till next next summer so hopefully as Mm. as you said hopefully things are are looking pretty positive in terms of you know things (laughs) next summer will be able to happen um and we're just happy that we that we've uh you know we and our families have our health and everything so we have you know we, we we have things to be thankful for even even during this time so that's been good trying to stay busy (laughs) So you said you're still auditioning on some things. Are they doing it Zoom and all that or what? So it's mostly been, yeah, it's, it's not been over Zoom. I haven't done anything over Zoom, but it's been self-taping. So I okay. did invest, I did finally invest in, you know, one of those ring lights, you know, a nice lighting, you know, thing for my house so that when my, I'm auditioning <laughs> at home, it'll look a little better um, because it seems like, seems like for a little bit, this might be the norm. Even, even as the vaccines come out, I think, I think auditioning at home will, will stick around probably a little longer. So I, I felt it was worth investing in some things to make my tapes look look a little better sometimes it might make it easier so you don't have to go stand in line and wait no you know right (laughs) yeah I mean I'm fine with it especially now that it's getting cold I'm fine staying in you know I think we are it is good that you know it's I know if you're on the east coast at least you know northeast uh where I am it uh Mm. it's it's getting cold, which will make it be a lot easier to be inside all the time. That's for sure. <laughs> and of course, with you know, like with us, you know, when we started the show January third, and our original plan was a hundred interviews first year. You know, we thought if we could pull off a hundred interviews first year, we'd probably mm-hmm. be ahead of the crowd. Because I don't, I don't know too many hosts that can say that they've done a hundred interviews their first year of, of their own show. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happens. And I was telling, I told Sandy, I was like, this could be our year to shine because, you know, artists and actors and anybody in the entertainment industry with so much being shut down, they're going to need a place to talk this year. So I was like, well, yeah. so we, decided we would step it up and just do whatever we can do to give that platform to y'all. <clears throat> and it's amazing because we're over 280 interviews now. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you. And, and to be honest, when we first launched, it was only going to be a music interview show. Ah, and, okay. And after August, 
things slowed down for the booking of because a lot of artists started getting jobs again, gigs again. Mm-hmm. So it was getting harder to book, and I was like, um, I was like, how do we fill in that slot? I was like, you know what? Let's let's see what happens and see if we can pull in some acting side and just expand mm. a little bit. And it's been a blessing because it's like, oh, now we're an entertainment interview show, not just a music show. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's so great. <coughs> I'm glad. I'm glad COVID has had a great silver lining for the two of you. That's yeah. for sure. It's definitely had that on us. And I mean, I hate yeah. that all the people have died and gotten it and all that. You know, but, you know, when things like that happen, you got to find that silver lining somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so as we really dig deep into your story a little bit, um, I like to always start out a little light. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of acting? Oh, um, you know, something that uh, I've gotten to do a lot <laughs> during this time <laughs> is cooking. Uh, I'm a oh, big uh, home, I'm a big home cook. So, um it's been really fun uh, to just be trying new things and, you know, everything is, I, I, I am someone who likes to eat out at restaurants as mm-hmm. well. So obviously that hasn't been um, able to happen. So uh, it has been really, really fun to be cooking a lot at home and kind of cooking more elaborate meals. Um, my father's from India actually. So mm-hmm. I, I cook a lot of Indian food, which is like, you know, it's a very time consuming uh, cuisine to make usually. <laughs> so it's been really great uh, to be, and that, again, that's something you can do it at home. And I'm, I'm lucky again that I live with my fiance. So I have someone to cook for, which is really nice. <laughs> um, and I have gotten a little into the bread stuff. My friend gave me some sourdough starter. So I did kind of hop on the trend of trying out some bread because oh, cool. I wasn't, I wasn't really a baker. I was more of a, a cook. So um, it's been fun to kind of try to expand and learn about baking and learn how to make bread and, and all of that. So that's been, that, that's definitely been a big thing I've been focusing on, especially during this time. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, again, you know, a lot of people that we talk to, so, you know, they're finding new things to do because, you know, before COVID they were so busy doing everything else mm-hmm. that they didn't have time for hobbies and stuff like that. And people are learning that they do have new passions out there. <laughs> yeah. I got back into, I've been doing some sewing, some embroidery, that kind of thing. Yeah. So a lot of kind of, it's funny. I was talking with someone and it is funny how I feel like a lot of the kind of old timey hobbies in quotes, you know, are coming back because they're all like, Oh, sewing and cooking, you know, all these things you can do at home uh, really easily. Mm-hmm. So it has been fun to kind of get back into that mindset, you know, so that's been fun. Yeah. So what would you say is something quirky about you? Something quirky. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, one of our favorites. Yes, yeah, and I think Sandy's on now. She was putting our twenty-month-old down. So. Yes, oh, I'm, uh, I'm here now. <laughs> hi, oh, hi, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> hi. Hi. Um, I'm having trouble with this question. I feel like I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like as, um, as with COVID, I'm in such a like kind of homebody mindset that things uh-huh. are um things are seeming I don't even know what's abnormal and what's quirky anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the quirkiness is not knowing. Right. <laughs> Maybe <Yeah. it's... laughs> so, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's good. So um uh, now a lot of people they would ask what age did you know you wanted to act I always like to go deeper than just that. When did it click that the potential for it to be a career for you? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I started um, acting when I was 10. So I was pretty young. Um, I went to a summer camp called Brown Ledge, which is a, a summer camp in Vermont on Lake Champlain. It's beautiful. Um, and I went there with the intention of horseback riding. That was kind of my, my big thing I really wanted to do. Um, and, but I have two older sisters and my middle sister, Zandra, she decided that she wanted to audition for a play. So I, being the youngest, I said, I want to copy you and I want to audition for a play too. 
so um, after that, I kind of got bit by the bug and um, oh, wow. started acting, uh, which all developed out of just copying my older sister. Um, so then I kind of gave up on the horses. I started acting um, and that it was kind of, it was kind of, that was it for me from that point on. I started acting in high school and I think mm-hmm. um that's when it became clear to me that I wanted to make it a career. So then I applied to NYU. I applied to Tisch um, to be mm-hmm. in their conservatory program there. So oh, wow. I think from pretty much that time, you know, uh, I don't know if it really clicked yet to become a career until probably around high school. I just knew that I loved oh, cool. it so much. Um, <clears throat> but that's kind of how I got my start. Yeah, and being that um, acting is such a tough career, um, what did your friends and family think when when you like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, I, uh, that, I'm actually extremely, extremely lucky. Um, mm-hmm. My parents were both super supportive of it. I know I have so many friends who are like, my parents were so upset when I wanted to be an actor, like they wanted <laughs> me to be something more practical, you know, like more stable, all that kind of thing. Um, so I was very lucky. Maybe it stems from my dad. My dad acted all through college. He's not an actor oh, wow. now. He's an he's an economics professor at Boston University. So he's not an actor, <laughs> but he um, but he uh, he loved acting so much in the arts, and he sing. You know, he loves to sing and all these things. So I think he especially was kind of excited by it because it was oh, cool. us, you know myself and my sister, who's also still in the entertainment industry. He got to kind of you know live the dream you know through his daughters because I think he always <laughs> wished he had he had yeah. pursued that as a career and actually he uh my film that is uh has premiered on up tv a ring for Christmas he actually has a small role in the movie oh, so cool. that was fun I got to cast him he plays <laughs> Naresh Kumar who is this the lawyer in a ring for Christmas he's he has like one mm-hmm. little cute little scene you know so it was fun to kind <laughs> of be able to cast him, you know, and he got to feel like, oh, I'm living out my, you know, my acting dreams. Um, so yeah, so again, so and my mom was very supportive as well. So I think I'm I'm lucky from that standpoint. I know a lot of actors didn't have the same experience, so I'm very lucky. So, a- so after you know he watched you act, you know, since of course you were kind of co-stars a little bit there. For <laughs> um, what did he think? Did it, was he impressed? I mean, what did he think after? all that the filming happened yeah I think he was really excited for me Um, (laughs) I mean it was it was my first film as a as a writer and as the lead Mm -hmm. actress and I think just watching him getting to see me you know make something and and actually do my dream job which I think you know is difficult in this industry as you said it's a very difficult industry so I think um he was just excited to see to see something becoming a reality for me that I had had such a a hand in making as well so that was exciting yeah and speaking of how tough this is as you know a lot of people they see the glory of your big actors the glory of your big artists but they don't see the grind the sacrifice the tears, the struggles mm. that it takes to get there. And I don't think enough people talk about this side of it. <clears throat> so I always said on our show, we're going to talk about that side of it. So if you want to you know, t- tell us some of the sacrifices you've had to make through the years to even get to where you are, that would be amazing because I, I think that people need to hear this side. Yeah, I mean, I think um... – I think it's a it's a really yes it's a really difficult industry um, and I think the sacrifices that I've made more or the difficulties that I have have mostly been mental which I think is not okay. something people talk about that much you know um, obviously you know financial struggle and like not being able to book jobs like feeling I feel like uh, that's you know a huge struggle with it but for me it's been a huge uh, mental challenge um, because you don't think about um, the, the, the mental strength you need to have to be in this industry, you know, when you're getting mm-hmm. rejected. And um, so it's been difficult to, um, you know, maintain confidence, you know, mm-hmm. th- that kind of thing. And, um, and, and build on your own, um, your own self-confidence and your own self-worth has been a huge, yeah. um, a huge struggle. And 
especially in this kind of career where you're really dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. You are not, you don't have as much control as an actor over your work. You are pretty much yeah. dependent on someone else giving you those opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that was um, a, a big challenge for me to overcome, which is kind of why I stepped into a writing role as well, which was not something I had ever intended to do. I was always just very strict, you know, like I'm going to be an actor. But when it came to the time of, of feeling like, all right, well, if I want to keep doing this job, then I've got to figure out a way to do the job. So um, starting to write my own work was the way for, for me to do that. And we really understand where you're coming from because we're trying to build a platform you know, trying to build this brand just like you are, but on a different platform. But same thing, we're still chasing this entertainment show. Um, mm-hmm. And what's funny about it, when you talk about rejection, I totally get that because when we were doing just music, I'll be honest, it was easy. Um, it came naturally. I had a lot of contacts in the music industry. So we mm. didn't get the rejection a whole lot. I mean, we got turned down from the bigger artists, but your mid-sized artists, oh, we, we got – they came left and right. So when we made this transition to add um, the acting side, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I bet last month I, I probably have 500 emails that say we will pass. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now, granted, we've, we're starting to build a little portfolio on the acting side and stuff. So it's now yeah, it's starting to work. But I tell you what, I'm sitting there like I told Sandy like a month ago or so. I'm like, okay, now this is too much rejection. I might have to just stick with with um, music. But then again, I was like, you know, I can't do that. You know, it, it doesn't matter um, how hard it is. It matters are we doing something great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can definitely really relate to that. I mean, the acting industry – um, and as you know, other industries as well, it's not, you know, just the acting industry, but it's like 99% rejection, 1% acceptance, you know, like, it's, it's like most of the time, like you, even these actresses who are actors who are, you know, a list, you yeah. know, they, mm-hmm. they, they have the, the percentage of projects they have booked from what they've actually mm-hmm. gone out for is so mm-hmm. tiny, you know, like it's, it's, um, it's definitely something you wow. have to really prepare yourself for and like mentally understand. And it is mm-hmm. difficult at times to not, I tend to take things. This is a flaw of mine and that I know, uh, you know, needs to be worked on for this industry, but I take things really mm-hmm. personally and it's really difficult. You have to try to not take things personally, especially in this industry, because my acting teachers used to say in school things like, all right, you could, you just can't take anything personally because if you don't mm-hmm. book a role that you really wanted, that you felt like you nailed, you were really good at it. You might look like the casting director's ex-girlfriend who they hate so they oh, just wow. don't want to cast you, you know, like right. you don't know what's going on in this person's mind. And so you just have to do your best, walk in there, lay it all out and then walk out and then just move on to the next thing, because otherwise you'll just drive yourself crazy. <laughs> Boy, that is something I did. I never would have thought about, but you're, you're so right that, that say people will judge you based on their exes. <laughs> yeah, they. You don't yeah. know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like they might they might look at you and you they might remind you might remind them of someone they don't like or even if your or your name is the same as someone they don't like. You know, it's mm-hmm. all subconscious. You know, they probably don't consciously think that they're rejecting yeah. you because of that. But yeah. um, but but I mean, or it's I mean, you've heard this all the time. I'm sure too. It's like or they just wanted someone blonde or they just wanted someone taller. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you can't you know, it's hard to not walk out of the room and say, oh, I didn't get it because I'm horrible at this. You have to remember that there are a lot of factors that go into who's being cast in a certain role. So you have to try to remember that. <laughs> and the great thing about acting is just because one part doesn't want to doesn't mean another gig doesn't. So, you know, that, that's the one mm-hmm. good thing is there's, there, there are other roles that fit you. Um, you yeah. just got to keep at it and keep at it until you find those few roles that say, you know what? You're perfect, and then they're the ones that take you to the top. Or if you're not, then you can. Or if you're not finding them, then write it yourself. That's my advice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen yeah, you for know, yourself. You know. 
I love that attitude because that's the only way to make it and perfect transition into where I want us to go now. We talked about the sacrifice side. Let's talk about the other side now, the, the side where the glory side. When you look back mm-hmm. on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, that happened or wow, I got to do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do like this question because I think it is important, you know, for people listening to your show to to hear that everyone's having the struggles, you know, like everyone has, yeah. uh, you know, no yeah. matter who you are, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. But I also do think we forget um, to pat ourselves on the back for things that we do yeah. accomplish. So I do. I really like this. I like this, um, this trajectory of, of questioning. It's nice. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I created a wet, the first, Thing that I created was a web series called mm-hmm. Period Keys, which is oh, cool. a comedic web series about women in different periods of history having their periods. And <laughs> I got this idea with my friend uh, Rachel. We were just laughing about the, the pun period piece. We thought it was very funny, and so I decided to run with the idea and make a show. And it's it's each episode is only a couple minutes long. It's very short. Um, but it did really well. We have uh, currently have 1.6 million views on YouTube and oh, wow. got a lot no. of press. We were, you know, we were written up in Cosmopolitan and Seventeen magazine. You know, like we were writ- we had we got really great um, coverage on it. Mm-hmm. And I was really really proud of that show. I think not only was it really fun, I got to make it with friends. It was very fun to make. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very funny. So like people watching it, mm-hmm. it got good um, response in terms of being funny. But I think what was even more valuable was, was kind of the social aspect of it because it is mm-hmm. about, you know, it's about women menstruating, which is not, you know, <laughs> a topic people talk about that much, but it kind of helped, right. um, relieve the stigma a little bit I think and I had especially like my male friends were saying how great how much they loved it because it helped them relax a little you know when thinking about stuff like that you know like it helps them have a little bit more compassion and understanding um and I got contacted by some like young kids uh middle schoolers in New York City who were doing a health project and they wanted to interview me and like I think that side of it was so valuable like even aside from the career aspect of oh my show was successful which was obviously great but I think feeling like it was having a, a social impact was was really um was really rewarding um mm-hmm. so that was that was I think you know one of the my favorite things that I've done in my career um and then I've gotten to do some fun things. I work. I was in a movie a couple of years ago called Indiscretion, and got to act mm-hmm. with Mira Sorvino, who oh, you cool. know she's an Academy Award winner. So I've gotten to work on some really awesome, awesome stuff. So it is. I I like as I said. I like this. I think it's important to try to remember all the all the positives um, when you know celebrate the yeah. little accomplishments is very important. <laughs> and and I think it's so important too because a lot of people don't realize. If you don't enjoy the journey, then when you get to the destination, whatever that looks like, when you get there, you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really um, – my mom says that all the time. She's like, if you don't like doing it on kind of the harder days, um, <laughs> then, you know, that's when you have to take a look at what you're doing. You know, you have to love every every moment of what you're doing, especially – Excuse me, especially if you're, um, you know, trying to work in an industry that is very difficult. Um, it's important to make sure, as you said, that you love the journey of it and not just, okay, I'll love it when I'm famous, you know, or I'll love it when I've yeah. reached this sort of <laughs> You won't uh, love it when level. you get there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I do think that's important. <clears throat> and, you know, and I think that whether you're, whether it's in – being an artist or being an actor, I think this philosophy is works both ways. But in reality, you know, you're almost having to outlast everybody else. You know, eventually mm. people quit. Eventually, yeah. all the people you see around you today are auditioning at the places you probably don't see them in a year from now. So eventually, you just got to outlast the crowd so the cream rises to the top. And I love this story that I always like to tell. Like, that kind of makes me really pinpoint this, is that there's two guys in the woods, and a bear pops up. And one guy hmm. jumps down putting his shoes on. 
And he's like, why are you putting your shoes on? You can't outrun that bear. He says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a good, that's a good like, uh, what are they called, like fable or whatever, you know, like moral story. <laughs> yeah, and that's really what y'all are doing. You know, again, you want everybody to make it. But at the same time, there are so many people in the entertainment world that everybody can't make it. So eventually yeah. – the people with their, the, that doesn't have the heart there, the people that eventually realize, you know what, it's just not going to work. Like this this year is probably going to cause a lot of people to quit because this year yeah, everybody's yeah. going to have that gut check where they're like, okay, do I really want this? Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I have seen that um, happening already this year. It's been – yeah, it's been challenging. Um, my, my problem is that I don't really know what else I would do. I'm like, this is my, this is my only passion. This is what I want to do. I'm like, I have nothing else. So this is what I have to go put everything into, you know? (laughs) So um, I have heard, I, yeah, I have heard, you know, um, successful actor or artist saying, you know, like if you can do anything else, do it because, um, because it'll be too hard otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, that, that, that's the mm-hmm. perfect thing. Where, like I always, uh, you know, when, when I'm interviewing artists, I've always had this little story that, that I always tell. True story. <laughs> and um, perfect go what you just said. Um, we interviewed a girl named Allison Steele back in 2014 with two Steele girls. And at that time, they were full-time with music. And I, and I asked Allison what advice she'd given up-and-coming artists. And I'll never forget her answer. And I think you're going to agree with this. She says, she goes, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everybody owns a piece of you. Your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to, to weekends, to holidays. But you've got to say no because you've got gigs and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're so busy. <clears throat> you're, trying, you're grinding this thing out. So you just don't have time. You can't say no to a gig. And you certainly can't cancel once you've got a gig, and they don't understand that. Then your family has to sacrifice because they have to let you go. And then on top of that, there are days you feel miserable, but you've got to perform like it's your last day no matter what. But then she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of this, go all in. That's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. I would never forget her yeah. saying that. Yeah, I think that's really valuable advice. That's very well said. Yeah. And you know, and, and I was going to actually leave that part out because this was an acting one, but you kind of led me to, like, okay, this is perfect. So you just, <laughs> just kind of said, because yeah. that's kind of what you just said. I was like, oh, yeah, because again, act, I think acting, artistry, don't matter which industry there, or even, even pro athletes, if you're trying to make it pro, I think all three, anything in entertainment, it's so yeah. difficult that you either got to be all in or just not do it or just not do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that that is, is pretty true. I think as, as I said earlier, you know, if it's mm-hmm. 99% no, and then 1% <laughs> yeses, you know, if that's not, um, you won't be able to beat those odds. If, if you're half yep. in, you know, you've got to mm-hmm. be jumping in with both feet. Cause wow, you may be out partying that one night, that actor next to you is they're rehearsing. Or if you're the person out partying and you get an email, you have an audition tomorrow at 9 a.m., you better get yourself home and sober up. <laughs> <laughs> you better make sure you're ready because that is like you always have to be ready. You can't really think like, oh, well, you know, I can do it whenever, you know, I can relax mm-hmm. about this. It's like, no, if you have a, something at 9 a.m. tomorrow, you better make sure it happens <laughs> for, by yep, any means. Because <laughs> Hollywood's a small world, and you sure don't want word to get around. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's very small. That's true. So as you know, a lot of people, they see, um, whether it's the artists, whether it's the actors, but they, they don't see the team that makes them. And I always say that, you know, a team does not get enough justice, enough love out there, in my opinion. So if you want to tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are, that would be awesome. Yeah, I I can't agree with that more. I think, um, 
it does seem, as you said, like such a solo industry, you know, because it's like <laughs> if you're, you know, if you're uh, Jennifer Aniston, you're Jennifer Aniston, and you don't think about, yeah. you know, the, all the all the people who make her Jennifer Aniston. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, first of all, my family, as I said, um, they're my strongest team, and my fiance John, I mean, they're just incredible, and I couldn't do this without them. Uh, that is for sure. Um, and, but, you know, I have some amazing friends as well. I went to NYU, as I said, and, um, I have one of my best friends, Amanda is a, is a costumer, um, and she, she made, as I said, so period piece, uh, each episode, the way it works is each episode Mm -hmm. is, is, it takes place in a different time period. Um, Mm -hmm. so she made, you know, Victorian era costumes and she made, you know, twenties, twenties uh, inspired costumes. Like she's just incredible. Um, and the whole team that worked on period piece, it donated so much of their time. You know, it was very low budget. It was kind of just like throwing things together, um, uh, you know, using uh, what I had at my disposal. Um, mm-hmm. And it turned out amazing because I just have these people, um, who are just so extremely talented and so willing to, um, you know, such good friends, you know, such yeah. willing to, to work on this. That was such a passion project for me. And they understood that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And then ring for Christmas. I mean, that the film uh, that just came out, that was, uh, it's so important. Yeah. To have a great team. That was a very difficult production actually. Mm-hmm. Um the process was difficult because we shot in uh, Massachusetts in March, which if you're not from that area, you might not realize, but March in, in Massachusetts, it's still the dead of winter. So we were <laughs> shooting outside. It was 12, one night we were shooting, it was 12 degrees outside before wind chill. It was yeah. freezing. So, um, yeah, I, I'm so thankful for all those people who are out there. I mean, I'm sitting inside and it's miserable, you know, when I go outside and shoot, but there's the whole crew who has to stay out there the whole night for hours and hours and hours, you know, um, setting up all the lights and setting up the camera. And, um, yeah, I just, I was extremely lucky that, you know, they were all, um, willing to stick that out because it was definitely challenging. Um, but yeah, I think it is one of the most important things is, when you are making a film um, Mm -hmm. or making any sort of project, any artist um, to build a team that you work really well with and everyone works Mm -hmm. well together. um, And it will be, if you can make it fun, make it fun because it's, it's Mm -hmm. very challenging. So make sure that everyone wants to be there. Everyone is enjoying their work um, even when it's hard because that is, it's, it's you definitely need the people to keep up the positive attitudes and make sure that you know egos are kept at bay and everything yeah. is running smoothly because it's it's definitely hard but I definitely yeah i am love very that. lucky yeah all these all my support system i'm i'm extremely extremely lucky to have such that, supportive that talented really awesome. people yeah now, you talk about your parents a lot so they really are behind you, and you talked about that. So tell us a parent story, and you probably got a thousand of them, but just think <laughs> of something that stands out where they went above and beyond for your career, and you thought, wow, they get this is my passion. Yeah, I mean, I think making period piece um, was <laughs> was was the the moment that how much I realized they were behind me because. Mm-hmm. I told them Mm -hmm. about this idea and I was kind of laughing, you know, like, Oh, this funny thing I thought of. Uh And that was right at the moment when um, it was, it was not when the me too movement was happening, but it was right before that kind of became a a conversation. So like women's issues were really at the forefront. And Mm -hmm. my mom was the one who said to me, my mom was the one who said, just make it. She was like, don't try to, Cause I think I had the mm-hmm. thought of like, Oh, should I try to like pitch the script to someone? I mean like comedy central mm-hmm. does it. I was like, should I try to like, what should I do with this? She was like, you should just make it in your apartment. Like you should just make it with oh, your wow. friends. Um, write, write it yourself, make it, uh, try to get, you know, um, you know, people to donate, you know, cameras and all these things. And, <laughs> you know, um, and, and try to just make it yourself and then release it yourself. And so, 
I think that was kind of the moment where I was like, wow, this is, she's right. This is something I should be doing and I should be the one. Like if I'm not feeling like my career is where I want it to be, then I should be the one to be, to be making my career what I want it to be. Um, I mean, she's, she's an incredible woman too. I mean, she's like totally self-made. She's the CEO of her own company. Like she's just Mm -hmm. incredible. So Mm -hmm. I look up to her so much and having such a powerful woman, you know, being my mom was, was, um, was obviously invaluable because it helped me have this sort of um, attitude and feeling towards, yeah, the foundation of, of what I feel like I can be capable of, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and my dad, my dad has always been so encouraging, as I said, you know, with, um, because he was an actor himself, you know, so he's always been so encouraging and, um, yeah. So, but I think that was kind of the biggest moment for me was hearing from them, just make it yourself. Yeah. I love that. Now, speaking of teams, We've got a third co-host, our Seth, our little eight-year-old, that we always have come on and ask yes. one question to each guest. Yes. Ah! So, <laughs> so Sandy's going to get him real quick. And, and you know, our yes. 20-month-old okay. daughter, when she gets older, we'll be plugging her in the show, too. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Oh, I love that you have your, ki- have your uh, kids, well, soon to have both kids involved. <laughs> I yeah, love cause that. Yeah, we, fam- we are a family affair show, and that's where we'll always want to keep it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I really love that. Yeah, I'm definitely a big family, big family person. <laughs> yeah, we are too. Married 18 years. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Congratulations. Well, thanks. Congratulations. I think she's getting me. Or she had to go outside. Okay, I'm getting here. <laughs> okay. Uh, What's that say? <laughs> Hi, Liriana. Hi, how are you? Go. What's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Yeah. Is that what is that what you have? My favorite food is absolutely pizza. I am such a <laughs> pizza person. Um, I'm actually in a pizza club with my fiance and two of our friends, and we go around <laughs> in New York City and try all the best pizza places. And we've started making it at home. So yeah, I'm definitely a big pizza person. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. And what's yours? Pizza. Is it? Oh my gosh. Twins. <laughs> I think pizza's just a crowd pleaser all around. Who doesn't love pizza, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He could eat it. Bye, Dane. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you so much for your question. Bye. Yeah, he loves that one question. Eventually, we'll have more, one or two questions and be different with each guest. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? We try to control it as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's comfortable with this. He's got this one down. <laughs> That's a great question. I think most people have a favorite food they can answer right away. So. <laughs> That's yep, a good like, like if we have a, Like if we have a guest that comes back, we always have him ask, um, what's your favorite restaurant? Oh, yes. I love that. So what's one of your embarrassing moments you've had since you've been acting? Oh, since I've been acting. um, I mean, I think the first one that popped in my head that has to do with that. I immediately, when you said embarrassing moment, I was like, Oh, I can think of embarrassing moments, but if it has to do with acting, let me think. Uh, But the first thing that came into my head was um, a production I was in in college um, called the Fifth of of July. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, there's kind of like a tussle at the end of the play, right? So there's a little bit of a physical fight and something got spilled on the stage. Um, So it was at the front Mm -hmm. of the stage. So when we all went backstage, it was funny. I was the one who said, everyone remember that, water got spilled on the stage so just be careful when you're going out for your curtain call that there's water all over the stage and then of course I'm the one that goes out so excited by the audience and I slipped and like it was the, the audience, I couldn't see myself obviously but but my parents were there that, that night and they said it was like a cartoon you know like when your feet just go straight out in front of you and like over your head and I just went uh-huh. down mm-hmm. onto the stage um but I think that's like the big one that came because it was just so embarrassing because I was the one uh-huh. who reminded the cast like remember right. don't slip on the water <laughs> and then I was the only one who 
who uh, didn't take my own advice. So, <laughs> but, was, you, you know what's funny about that, that you're saying that? Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I, think, uh, I guess little Chris was two or three years old. We were at church eating dinner, and mm-hmm. uh, we were. I was getting some drinks for us, and I told the lady I need because they were couldn't find the lid. I was like, well, I can need a lid because he will spill the drink. So right. we found the lid, yeah. got the lid, we got to the table, and, of course, I knock mine completely over. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so kind of like that Where I'm the one that said that And then I'm the one right. that said it <laughs> Yeah Right Doesn't it always happen that way <laughs> Now this past February Made the five year anniversary That we asked Kelsey Ballerini Where she wanted to be in five years And I always like to tell the story When I'm talking to a guest So they can kind of think about that question Before I ask it Because the answer mm. she gave us five years ago Before everybody knew who she was almost to the T of what she's living now. She oh, knew where so she amazing. was going, and she had this vision, and nothing was stopping her. Um, so knowing that, where do you want to mm. be in five years with your career? Yeah, I think, um, I think the biggest thing that I can think of that I would like to accomplish um, within the next five years Um, hopefully COVID, you know, won't throw too much of a wrench in this plan. But as you said, you know, if you have a goal, you can make it happen. Usually if you set your mind to it, um, uh, I would really love, I have, as I said, I have a couple other screenplays that I'm working on and, um, they're a little bit more of kind of like passion, passion projects for me saying something that Mm -hmm. I really want to say. So a goal of mine would be to get one of those films made and then get them accepted into, you know, one of the bigger film festivals would be, oh, wow. would be ideal, you know, would be like incredible, mm. you know, to get, to get into one of these, um, you know, like a, like a Sundance um, mm. or that kind of thing um, is kind of my next, my next career step with something I'm writing and I would want to act in that project as well. So that would oh, be cool. a big, a big, huge step. Yeah. I think that's the big one for me. About like if I if I remember the story correctly, um, I think Tim Allen wanted to, or no, it was a Rocky. That's right. Um, Sylvester Stallone had had the whole Rocky thing laid out, and I remember oh, really re- reading about that Disney or somebody wanted to buy the script, but he said you can only have it if I act in it. That w- mm. that was not going to happen. Yeah. Well, guess what. <laughs> he said no because they were they refused to have that part, so he made it himself. Wow, I didn't know that story actually. I didn't know that. I and mean, if I'm I not think mistaken, is... Tim Allen same way with the tool thing. I, I I'm almost I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but it seems like same story. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I re- really respect that. <laughs> I mean, I think that if that's you know, you have to be kind of willing to take that risk and clearly it paid off for him. Um, I mean, that was a difficult thing for, for me making a ring for Christmas was um, I was set on, you know, like I'm playing this role. And, um, and when we had our team, you know, they said to me like, all right, this is going to be pretty difficult because you don't have like name recognition. You are not, you know, someone that people will, will know. Um, Mm -hmm yet um so um so we have to their advice yes yes um so their advice was to build the rest of the cast around me you know like make sure that the rest of the cast the supporting cast was really strong um to help lift the movie um because it is very Mm -hmm. difficult as an unknown to to sell a movie if you are um an unknown you know if um Mm -hmm. and uh so obviously i mean we got we got incredible people. Um, we were so <laughs> lucky. I mean, we got Lorraine oh, wow. Bracco, you know, Lorraine oh, Bracco, cool. who's an Academy Award nominee, you know, and uh, Michael Gross, who's obviously such a household name. Um, and so, and Dean Geyer, who played, you know, one of the love interest, the love interest in the movie. So we were, huh. we were very lucky that we, uh, oh. that we got that, the cast I around love me. that. So let's look 10 years, 15 years down the road. Let's say that you are a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like, you're there. 
Now, let's, mm-hmm. if the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind her? I think something that I've been thinking a lot about premiere of this movie coming mm-hmm. out is, is this insecurity. And I think I, if I could, you know, my successful self would look back, I would just say, be confident and remember what you have, um, that what you have to give is valuable and don't, don't, um, don't be too hard on yourself, I think would be, would be the big advice. Cause that is something I've been thinking a lot about in the last couple of weeks. Now let's say that you've got a couple friends, a friend of yours, him or her, and, and you've seen him or her act and they definitely have something special there because they can act, they can sing, they can do all that. So they kind of the total package, but they haven't really gotten a break yet. They're still trying to get their feet wet. They're, they're, you know, they've done a few gigs, maybe a few commercials. So they're still getting their feet wet a little bit. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Yeah, I think the advice that I give to people, and this is specific because I know this won't apply to every single person um, who is in that scenario, but I've had so many people, um, so many young, young actors mm-hmm. say to me, well, I, I'm so impressed that you wrote your own project I've I have an idea but I'm not a writer mm-hmm. and I always say mm-hmm. to them I'm not a writer I wasn't a writer either yeah. I didn't go to school for screenwriting uh, mm-hmm. I just decide I mean there are books you can read there are ways you can educate yourself on writing um, but just try it I think would be my big advice because as I said earlier uh, in the show this industry is just so difficult and it's hard to feel like you're in control of your career. As, as I said, you're waiting for, you know, a casting director to cast you. You're waiting for a director to take a chance on you. And if you can find a way to control your career by writing a part for yourself um, and kind of making it happen, that would be yeah. my advice because there's nothing like the feeling of, of mm-hmm. saying, Oh my gosh, I made this project. And I mean, now, yeah. I mean, iPhones, the cameras on iPhones <laughs> are insane. I have a nice Nikon camera with a fancy lens. My iPhone camera mm-hmm. now is better than that camera. You know, like you can make something, you know, you can make a short <laughs> film on your phone. Um, which crazy? I don't think, you know, you could have said even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like the cameras weren't quite as good, but now there's, it's just like, it's incredible. So I think that would be my big advice. Try to find, if you feel like you've had, um, an inkling to write something, or even if you haven't had an inkling to write something and you just can come up with an idea, try to write something and, and make it on your phone and, and see what happens because, if nothing else, it's good acting practice. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to be. It's a way to be acting. Um, but mm-hmm. if, if on the other side, if it turns out like you hope and like you want it to, then <laughs> you know you can submit it to festivals. You can post it on YouTube. You can submit it to agents. You know, you can. There are a lot of things that you can do with with something that you make. Um, so that would be. I think that would be my big advice. Really great advice. And I think Sandy has one or two questions too. Great. Okay, uh, yes, if you could go on vacation anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Oh, that's, oh, it's so funny because I've been thinking so much about this because during COVID we (laughs) can't travel anywhere. Um, I think a big one, I mean, the big one is, I think I might have said this before you had come on, Sandy, but um, I was supposed to get married this summer, um, and so... Yeah, but and so we had to push that. So and we were planning this amazing yeah. Italian honeymoon. So I think um, going to Italy, but um, I've actually been to Italy before. So I think that a big one that I've that I've never been to is I would love to visit Australia and New Zealand. Those are kind of two places I would love to see. Uh, awesome. And what do you want to be known for as an actress? What do you want your legacy to be? 
I think something that period piece taught me is I really value um, feeling like I've made some sort of social impact or some sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, like I changed someone's Mm -hmm. mind about something. So I think that Mm -hmm. would be the legacy I would want is I would love my work to say something important and, and maybe change someone's mind about something or make someone think about something a little differently or teach them a little something about something they didn't know. I think that would be to have my work say something uh, and contribute to, to some sort of um, societal conversation, I think would be really great. That is really awesome. So as we come to a close here, do you have any, any final parting words? Um, I mean, other than happy Thanksgiving and Merry <laughs> Christmas, and I hope everyone has a, has a great end to their year and that 2020 hopefully goes, 2021, excuse me, goes a little smoother, <laughs> goes a little smoother yeah. than 2020. I think that's a big mm-hmm. one. I mean, um, if anyone's listening, who's an essential worker, thank you um, for all that you're doing. And um, I think, yeah, big advice if you're an artist as well keep going you know stick it out find ways to you know you know um get some friends together make something on your phone um and just try to stay busy i know it's difficult right now but um hopefully this will pass and and hopefully it'll pass sooner rather than later and we can um we can keep making awesome work so i think that would be that'll be my big Thanks, and Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, I love that. You know, and definitely Happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas to you, too. And, you know, we really enjoyed yeah. having you on the show today, and we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I guess I should also say, um, yeah, A Ring for Christmas, which was my, which is my film that premiered in this November, is um, is continuing to play on Up TV, mm. uh, the cable oh, cool. channel Up TV. So if you want to check it out, their schedule, you can look on uptv.com for when the next airings will be. It's going to air throughout um, the rest of November and into December. So you can check that out. Um, and if you don't have cable, you can go to philo.com, P-H-I-L-O, and um, you can actually sign up for a free trial, and you can watch live oh, TV cool. right, on your, right on your computer. Um, so, so if you don't have cable, I know a lot of people are streaming now. That's what you can, you can <laughs> download the Philo app, you know, on your smart TV, uh, yeah. and you can watch it without cable. Love that. And like mm-hmm. I said, we definitely enjoyed having you today, and we look forward to having you back. Yes. Thank you so much. You were both so lovely to talk to. I had, this was such a great conversation, and uh, I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. We'll talk to you Thank soon. Thank you. Talk to yeah. you soon. Have, have a happy holiday. <laughs> you too. Same to you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.